Welcome back to Millennial Mental Health Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Contrahera, licensed professional counselor. And today I have with me Caitlin Roloff, who is a licensed clinical social worker in the state of Colorado. Uh, Caitlin, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit further? Yeah. So I'm Caitlin Roloff, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker in Colorado. And right now I am contracted with MD Live. So I'm doing virtual therapy. Um, prior to that, I was in the private practice world um, before I started traveling, you know, on a more extended basis. So now I'm able to have a little more flexibility. Great, great. Yeah. And that's actually what you're going to be talking about today is some of your travel adventures over the past two years or so. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was actually, it was going to be about two years. And I'd say that I was only able to stay overseas for about seven months. Yeah, I imagine COVID probably um, impacted some of that, <laughs> just yeah, like it's impacted all of our lives. <laughs> totally. So we'll start off with the first question. What led you to your decision to travel for this extended period of time, um, you know, beginning in like 2019, I believe, 2020? And what previous travel experiences really encouraged you to feel comfortable taking a more extended uh, travel. Yeah. So I'll start with uh, why I just, or what led me to want to travel on a more extended basis. I left in 2019, December, um, because I was feeling a little sedentary in my life in Colorado. I'd been out here for 11 years and I love it. It's amazing here, but I also was feeling kind of stuck um, just you know, kind of doing the same thing over the days and and not really feeling challenged or as curious as I used to be. Um, So I took kind of this big leap of faith of, you know, shutting down my business and renting out my house and selling my car and putting everything in storage to go and travel and kind of get that curiosity filled um, and also to see how I would adapt in that situation. I, I'm, I think I got mostly curious with myself. I was, I wanted to see who is Caitlin without all of those security and safety nets that are already built into a very stable lifestyle here in Colorado. So that's kind of what led me to want to go travel. Um, what my previous experiences were and why I felt like I could do that and maybe I was a little too confident in my abilities in the beginning, but I did have a very lucky experience as a child. My, I had some family members who lived abroad and, and some in China. And so at 11 years old, I was able to go to China. And that was so impactful because I realized that there's just a totally different way of living um, and a different perspective of the world that I hadn't been exposed to. And it just kind of blew my mind as an 11 year old. Um, And it just helped me realize that there's so many different ways of doing things and there's no right or wrong way. It's just different. Um, And so I think that gave me some curiosity early on about just different cultures. And then I guess it also increased my confidence and that I always felt somewhat comfortable in these very different environments, you know? Um, so yeah, I think those were the, the things that kind of led me to feel comfortable doing it. And like I said, I think I was maybe too, 
maybe a little overconfident in my ability to adapt in the beginning of 2019. Yeah, I imagine having such an early childhood experience be so impactful really led to this like overall curiosity of like what else exists outside of like my, you know, immediate social circle and how do different people handle problems or live their lives. And definitely, I imagine China, especially in some more maybe rural areas, live their lives very different than Americans do. Yeah. And I think it's changed a lot since I was there. Um, but yeah, I, I it just kind of blew my mind, really. That's the best way I could describe it. It was just so different. Um, and then I came back home and I was like, oh, this is kind of like, it felt, you know, I don't want to say boring, but it just kind of felt a little boring. I was like, okay, I already like had all these systems at home and like everything felt so predictable. Even as a kid, I just remember being like, oh, I know how every, you know, these things operate and you go to a totally different country culture and you have to kind of like figure it out, like even just simple things. And this is stuff I've kind of, I learned later on is like, even like my favorite part of the day is drinking my cup of coffee in the morning. And it's like when you're in a different culture, it's like, how does that work? Like, can I, where do I go for coffee? And um, so it seems silly. It seems totally silly. And I guess it helps me realize like, what are the things that make my day feel good? And, and how do I adapt to other you know, ways of being and figure out, you know, how to feel good in different environments? Yeah, I imagine that ability to adapt and be flexible is like really important when traveling abroad. Yeah, I think so. I think um, it's probably the thing that I, I was able to get most out of traveling more extensively is, yeah, just really being more adaptable and flexible with how I get my needs met. Um, and, and and the impact that if you don't get your needs met, how that affects your mental health. Yeah, which kind of leads me to my next question, which was like, how would you describe your mental health being impacted during this uh, traveling? Yeah, so for the, the when I left in 2019, for that long tr extended traveling experience, um, I would say, like, like I mentioned earlier, I was so confident in my ability to adapt and I was quite challenged with that because we started in a very rural part of the world, um, very disconnected and a lot of the basic amenities that I felt pretty used to were not there. Um, and I just really thought that would be fine on my mental health for whatever reason. I was like, I don't need AC in 110 degree weather. Like, I'll be fine. And so I was like, I know it was rough. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I put myself in that situation um, and noticed, you know, how my anxiety would ramp up quite a bit, you know, and how it was easy to feel kind of trapped. Um, especially in an extended experience because, you know, I had gotten rid of my house, 
my car, all my stuff, my business. So I was like, okay, this is my new reality here. And I am super uncomfortable. And yeah, I think, I think that was an eye-opening experience to kind of have this overconfidence and then, yeah, kind of humbling, I guess, in some ways. Yeah. Do you feel like you kind of learned anything about yourself or about maybe the world while you were traveling? I definitely feel like I learned a lot about myself and, and the world. Um, so mostly with myself, kind of what my needs are. Um, I feel like that was the biggest takeaway. It's like, what are my basic needs and what is really important to me in life? Um, you know, I think it's easy to romanticize the idea of long-term travel and, and think that is the thing that's going to make you happy because you have all this freedom. But at the end of the day, if I don't have people that I really love and care about and have strong connections um, in my life day to day, then I, I, I do struggle. Um, so I really missed my family and my friends a lot. And even though you can stay connected so easily now through virtual means, that's great. But to just sit with someone that really cares about you, you know, you just can't, can't get it the same way. Um, so I learned a lot about my needs and what I value most in life. Um, and so I, I think also just how to do that in a more sustainable way, which I think, you know, long-term travel is great and I, I may do it again, but I think, I would also have to incorporate somehow to get family, friends, strong connections, because I was bouncing around month to month to a different place. And it was also COVID time. So once COVID hit, I was kind of stuck in one spot for a while and I couldn't quite get those connections built either that way. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine COVID added this layer of complication that you definitely couldn't have predicted before you left. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Um, it's so interesting. The timing, <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, it's like the worst timing ever. December, 2019 left and in Asia or in China, I think it hit in January, 2020. Um, and I was over in Indonesia and then Vietnam. And that's where I, I, in, ended up as Vietnam for four months uh, because there was no planes out for a while. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it was an interesting time. It was kind of like the Olympics of travel, I feel like. Yeah. Did, did Vietnam have you all shelter in place like they did here in America? I know we all sheltered in place for at least like two and a half months. Yeah. Yeah, so it was quite an experience over there. Um, yeah, they had us all kind of in lockdown for a while. And so me and my partner at the time, we, we stayed in our Airbnb and we weren't able to go outside um, even for, you know, walks for a while. Um, but it was fun. In some ways, it was kind of nice to just kind of have that time to slow down. And I think a lot of people may reflect back and and think about that. Um, but at the same time, it was also terrifying because you don't have family or friends nearby. And, and you did, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get back home anytime. And at the time, you know, at the very beginning, it was like, what, what's this going to look like? And we still don't know, but 
I think it was just really vulnerable. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. Is there a certain story or maybe like a, a series of events that really shines a light on how the traveling um, impacted you and your mental health? Yeah. Um, well, I guess kind of the biggest takeaway for me, I, I did actually go to Morocco this last month. Um, and it was my first international trip since coming back to America from, you know, my extended travels. Um, and unfortunately, while I was in Morocco, I was supposed to be there for a little longer than I was. But three days into my trip, Morocco decided to no longer allow incoming flights. So, you know, I kind of reflected back on my experiences in Vietnam and I thought, okay, I got to act quick and I, I know what I need to do. And I felt very confident in that decision in Morocco, like just buy a ticket out. Um, obviously not my plan, but I think just being adaptable, being flexible, it's like sometimes it doesn't work out the same way that I intended. And I think that's applicable to most things in life, at least in my mind is like, okay, I have my agenda. This is what I think should happen and how it should happen, but it probably, or it may or may not happen that way. And I think just being flexible with myself of like, okay, maybe it won't show up in this form, but you know, I can have a curiosity of what it will actually be now. So when I left Morocco, I, I didn't feel too devastated. One, because I'm, it was, I felt lucky enough to be able to go there. Um, but two, I just felt like through all of the other experiences, I've just become more flexible and curious with myself. It's like, oh, this is not what I thought. And I wonder what this will be like for me now. Um, so I think just kind of detaching from my agenda. And I think that could be applicable to a lot of people, right? Like if that's, in my opinion, super relatable to anyone who's tried to make a plan or get anything accomplished, especially over the last like two years. But even before that, right? Like if you lay a plan and a road bump comes up or you have to pivot or, you know, something dramatic happens and you have to completely toss the plan and make a new one, like that can create a lot of stress for people. And so being able to recognize like, oh, there's ways to move forward, even if all of this other stuff like ha happened or got in the way of my plans and knowing that just moving forward and taking steps, eventually you can get back to some sort of semblance of comfortability and doesn't have to stay in this like anxiety area uh, once plans abruptly change. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's, and I think that has been a huge takeaway from what I've noticed with people is that, you know, things maybe aren't working out the way that we initially thought it would. Um, and that can be hard. It can be hard and, you know, frustrating too. Um, but it's interesting to see like, well, where's the energy going to go now? You know, it's like, what will I be able to focus my energy on if it's not in this original planned way? Yeah. I'm curious if you bring any of the lessons that you've learned during your travels into, you know, providing therapy for, for other people. I think, I think I do. I don't talk about my travels um, 
with clients, but I, I do I do think that the things I learned about for myself are things that I try to incorporate with clients as far as that same concept of, okay, I mean, you may not be getting what you thought you were getting or things aren't going the way you wanted them to go. And that's hard. And what is, what are you, what are, what is available now? Um, and kind of a more abundance mindset that can happen, but it is hard to make that shift sometimes. So I think it's a balance of kind of having empathy and compassion for where people are at in that process. And yeah, maybe trying to expand the mind to think about things in a little different way. Now, were there any like practices that you did for yourself to kind of maybe ground yourself or help you be more curious about what's next if a plan doesn't go the way that you originally envisioned? Yeah. I, it's so funny because I was not like a super spiritual person. I feel like, I mean, I was, I feel like I've always been like somewhat spiritual prior to my extended travels. But, um, during that time, I mean, there was just so much free time because, you know, I I couldn't really go to all the sites that I thought I was going to go to. I wasn't really doing anything other than kind of sitting in this Airbnb. So I kind of got really into listening to different spiritual podcasts, um, kind of Buddhist philosophy, I think is really fascinating to me. So I've kind of had a lot of time to dive into more of that. And so I guess those are some of the practices that I was using and meditation was something that I started really diving into. So I think all of those things combined, you know, wouldn't have happened. One is a perfect example of like, yeah, I didn't get the travel, I, the ideal travel that I thought I was getting, but I did have this opportunity to really dive in a lot of time into the spiritual um, thought process and way of being. And that actually has been the most helpful thing in my life ever. So, you know, I think it it's just a good example of that, I think. Yeah, it's maybe not exactly what you thought you were going to get out of the time there, but is still a, a good thing to get out of it is this practice. It sounds like that you're engaging in more often of like meditation and thinking about things more, maybe on like a continuum. I know, I don't know that much about Buddhist like culture, except for like what I've learned from yoga, but it's definitely not like attachments to like an outcome, right? That's a pretty yeah. big theme. It's like kind of go moment to moment, like experience to, to experience without necessarily needing to like hold on to any one thing or any one outcome. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the biggest thing that I take is the lack of attachment to, yeah, just these, these outcomes um, and these agendas. And it doesn't mean that I don't have goals and I don't try to do things. Um, but I think being flexible and like, oh, I had this goal for whatever, you know, and for example, the Morocco trip, I was supposed to go on this big hike and I got to go on it for a few days, but now I mean, not the whole thing. And yeah, just detaching from my agenda versus like what's actually happening right now and being flexible and open to that. Yeah. So my final question is, do you have any other thoughts on 
um, mental health issues as a therapist and maybe how they've impacted or how that lens has been impacted by your travel? Yeah. Um, so I, I do, I do think that it can be challenging for mental health, for people's mental health. And I can't speak for everyone. Some people, it can be very easily managed. For me, it was challenging. And I don't know if it was because it was during COVID that obviously added a different layer to it. But I think just going in with the mindset that you may have more days where you're feeling anxious or depressed or, you know, just the impact of not getting your usual ways or the ways that you usually get your needs met. Um, if you're not able to get that, there is going to be some kind of impact, I imagine, for most people on your mental health. So I think being open to that, knowing that going in, kind of setting yourself up for success, or at least that, you know, that's what I've learned is I need to set myself up for success so that I don't totally get thrown off. Um, so that was my biggest takeaway, I think, as far as how mental health can be impacted. And I think being realistic with myself is also important. Um, I mean, like I said, I kind of threw myself right in, um, very optimistic that I would adapt very quickly. And I think I did overall, and I have more confidence in my ability to do all of that. But, you know, I think it can be challenging, too. Yeah. I think as I'm hearing you talk, I'm also thinking about this, like, idealized version that people have of travel, right? Like, oh, going abroad or even going to a different city in America is going to be really exciting and, like, a once in a lifetime like opportunity and it can be really exciting but they build up like all of this like i don't know emotional energy about the excitement of going on a trip or excitement about seeing something and then when they're there at least i've had some clients talk about this idea with me it's like oh i'm like this is great but like, what about, what are we going to do tomorrow? Or what are we doing like two days from now? And like not really enjoying the moment, but just like continuously planning like the next thing to do. And then when the road, when the vacation's over, the travel's over, they're like, oh, like that was it. Like I spent that whole time like <laughs> revving up all of this mental energy and now it's over. And like, I don't really feel any more like relaxed or I don't feel like I really enjoyed it to the fullest extent. So I really think it takes a lot of intention to enjoy every moment or I guess be present in every moment as much as possible when you're experiencing new and different things rather than creating all this like mental energy. And then even like, you know, Instagram and Facebook, you see someone taking this like amazing picture maybe in front of like the Eiffel Tower, but like, did they get into an argument on the way there? Like, was there any like plans that like fell through before that picture was able to be taken? So I think there's just a lot of emotional energy that goes into people thinking about travel and then what it actually means like to travel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I can only speak for me on that, but I definitely think that can have that happens you know, and I think I'm, we're probably just terrible predictors and how we're going to feel in certain situations. You know, you think if this thing happens, then I'll be super happy with everything and life will be good. Uh, and then it just keeps that target keeps moving. And um, I think that is 
maybe why I kind of leaned into the meditation is because I noticed that exact same thing happening and it not just in travel, but I think in day to day life is like keep reaching these targets and I'm still not feeling the way I thought I was supposed to feel versus like, oh, what's actually happening right now in this moment? And how can I just be here and accept this? Um, and it to me, it's just like a much healthier mindset. And I have kind of stopped that chasing that I used to do. Um, and yeah, I just kind of not romanticizing as much, you know, about this is the thing that's going to, this is my ticket to happiness here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so even like in small ways, I know most people, I hate overgeneralizing, but a few people that I work with as a therapist oftentimes have that with other smaller things in their life, right? Like when I get my new car, I'm going to be happy. Or when I'm going to get this new job, like that's going to make me happy. And it's like, well, this like predicting thing that you just mentioned, like how accurate has all of your predictions been? Maybe we should stop predicting (laughs) what's going to happen and just see what's happening right now and how we can tolerate that or accept that in the best way that we can, because we don't know what's going to happen if you get on the other side of the road or when you cross, you know, the bridge, like we just really have no idea. So spending your time trying to think about what that will be like is probably not going to actually do you any good. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I also, it's, it's a fun reminder too, that even when things aren't going well, um, or maybe we're anticipating something bad to happen, that it can go that way as well. Like we might be terrible predictors. Like maybe that terrible thing is going to happen. And we are, I mean, at least for me, I can speak for me. Uh, I'll be okay. Or maybe I won't be okay, you know, and I'll figure it out and I'll have to learn a new skill set of how to tolerate it. Um, so I think kind of reminding myself that it can go both ways, even if you're chasing the carrot and it's the happy thing, the thing that's going to be my ticket, or I'm, you know, worried about the future that this other imagined terrible thing might happen that, yeah, just being right here in this moment, you know, makes it so much more tolerable. Yeah. And I think like a a side message that's also like coming to my brain as we're talking about this is just because we don't know what's going to happen, like also doesn't mean like stay still because like change is inevitable and experiencing new things is really valuable. So whether that's like through travel or starting a new career or, you know, completely pivoting your life, like you don't know unless you, you try it out and see what it's like. So staying in fear and staying in place, you're, you also are robbing yourself of, of joy and new experiences. Yeah, I love, yeah, I I think that's absolutely true for me, especially, you know, when I think back on all these experiences, it's like, I just want to be curious with myself. And I think that was the ultimate driving force in this, is what is Kaylin like in these situations? And how will I feel? And what's that going to be like? And how will I learn to cope with those feelings when some of the same coping skills that I may have been using in my life weren't available? Um so it's like curiosity to all of that helps me, you know, really go into that direction. Do you think you would encourage other people who've been maybe thinking about extended travel to try it out for themselves? 
yeah, I mean, I think it would be so individual. Um, what I think as far as recommending it, but I, I definitely think that if someone really has that desire and draw that there's so many benefits and it may look totally different than you imagine, which is fun and also difficult. So I think going in with that kind of mindset made it a little easier coming out. Well, great. Thank you so much um, for being on today. Do you have any final thoughts or maybe any places people can find you if you want to kind of shout out where people can find you? Yeah. So they could, if anyone wants to connect with me as a therapist, I'm on MD Live and they can request me as their therapist. Um, And yeah, I don't have any further questions. I appreciate the time to talk with you, Stephanie. Yes. uh, Thank you so much. 